It's time for Pacers Weekly. We are live on the circle in downtown Indianapolis, as we are every Saturday morning. We welcome you in to Pacers Weekly. I'm Pat Boylan. Indiana in the midst of a four-game road trip currently. They're halfway through it. They get to stay in Florida after dropping a game to the Orlando Magic. On Thursday, tonight, they're at the Miami Heat for a 7.30 tip. We'll begin right here, by the way, with the Kroger pregame show at 7 o'clock. And then on Monday, the Pacers are at New Orleans. That's an 8 o'clock tip. We're going to try to get that game done in one attempt. You might remember last year the game at New Orleans took two tries after the first one was rained out. There was a leak in the roof. The Pacers have Miami, New Orleans, and then they come home for their longest home stretch of the season. Six straight at home, five straight before the break. We then hit the all-star break. The guys get eight days off. And we return on February 22nd against New Orleans to close out that six-game homestand before the Pacers go three on the road, three at home, two on the road, two at home, four on the road as the games are kind of bunched up. And it's really been that way since the start of January. You might remember the Pacers began January on a five-game road trip. We've got a great show coming up for you on Pacers Weekly. We're going to hear from Eddie White as he goes around the house. Mark Boyle will check in. His normal couple of times. We'll hear from Chris Denary as well. We go inside Denary's Den with Darren Collison. We'd love to hear from you as well. 317-239-1070 is the number to call. Chat Pacers basketball with us. Again, it is a 7.30 tip tonight in Miami. We'll begin right here. So if you are listening in about oh, nine hours or so, we'll be beginning the Kroger pregame show as the Pacers and the Heat. Indiana trying to snap a four-game losing streak. By the way, they had a pretty long and impe- impressive streak come to an end on Wednesday night when the Pacers lost in Washington. Indiana had not lost three in a row since the 2017 calendar year. It was the longest current streak that came to an end. They're looking to snap a four-game losing streak, close out the road, strips, uh, road trip strong against Miami tonight. When we return, we will hear from Mark Boyle. He checks in first. This is Pacers Weekly. Hi, Pacers fans. This is TJ Leaf. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle-income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's CNOINC.com. Through its local associates, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. Knew we were getting married, so we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. 
21 pilots, the Bandito Tour, live. Friday, June 28th, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Pilots, live in concert. You're listening to Pacers Weekly on 107.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan. If you miss any of this show, have to step aside for a moment. The show is podcast. Just search Pacers Sound on SoundCloud. Or if you use a podcast app on your phone, much easier that way. Just search Pacers Sound. Subscribe to us. Not only this show... Uh, but the Sideline Guys podcast goes in that direction. It's a weekly 40-minute chat with Jeremiah and me. We'll be joined by Jeremiah Johnson a little bit later in the show. Same true for Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith. Speaking of Marks, it's Mark Boyle now, and he is with Mike Breen. Mark? Thank you, Pat. We are going to go in a different direction today. I wanted to get your perspective, Mike, on this. You have an opportunity to view the league from a big picture perspective in your role as a network broadcaster. And then you also work for a major market team in New York. The reason I bring that up is because of the recent developments involving Anthony Davis, which is a continuing trend for the big market teams to accumulate star power. Are we getting to a time or a point in the NBA where it's becoming, if not impossible, then increasingly difficult for the small market teams to compete? No, I wouldn't say impossible. I think it's always been difficult, uh, and it'll probably remain so. I do think because of um, the TV coverage, social media, you can still have an unbelievable presence no matter where you play. But it does present some problems now that players really are in control. And I think that's right. They should be allowed to go wherever they want. But there's no question it would also make it a little more difficult. The collective bargaining agreement has elements in place that theoretically could prevent that teams for example being able to pay their own players more money than suitors but there is so much money out there now that players are willing to leave some on the table there's no way around that is there no not not at all and when you have a guy well okay he can make 225 million if he stays but he's only only going to make 175 million if he goes i mean it's silly to think so uh, i i think I mean, it goes in cycles. It always does. But right now, players have a mindset of, I'm in control of where I want to go, where I want to play, where I want to live. Um, I'm thinking about playing in this city. I'm thinking about playing with my friend here. And because of the way it's set up now, they have more of an opportunity to kind of call their own shots. This is something I wonder about. It's neither here nor there. It's only my own curiosity. But fans tend to turn on players in Indianapolis, Paul George, when he said he wanted out. I'm sure they'll turn on Anthony Davis in New Orleans, and so it goes. As this goes on longer, will fans begin to understand it and become more accepting of it, do you think? That's a great question. No, is yeah. my answer. Because, you know, the, that's the beauty of sports is, as fans, and, you know, I'm a fan of, of teams outside of the NBA that, that I root for in, in the NFL and Major League Baseball. And I, I sometimes I don't make sense. I'm not logical about it. I'm just passionate and emotional about my team. And fans will always be that way. Um, I've never been one to hold it against a guy. If 
if he's tried in a certain area and wants to move on. Uh, but for, for most fans in most situations, it's an emotional response always. It will always be. And that's what makes being a fan so wonderful. And that's what makes sports so wonderful. I want to get your reaction to this before we go because I'm not prone to hyperbole, but I am going to say this. I've been in the league for 31 years. You've been in the league almost as long. I'm not as old as you. No, you're not. Uh, I was born, <laughs> uh, what, two days after you? Is that it? Uh, I'll just make a statement. You respond any way you want. In my time in the league, there has never been a team better than the Golden State Warriors are right now. Can't say it. They're in the discussion. But here, I'm going to go back to the cop-out answer that I always do on this. You cannot compare the Golden State Warriors to the Chicago Bulls of the 90s. The game was played differently. The game was coached differently. The game was officiated differently. There were different rules. You cannot compare. Agreed. But agreed. But let's let's go this way then. Forget about the way the game was played, officiated, coached, and so on. The gap between the Bulls of the 90s and the next most competitive pursuer, or the Spurs over a period of years, or the Warriors now, from that perspective, is Golden State the best? Uh, no, I won't say that. If Chris Paul doesn't injure his hamstring, Maybe the Warriors, a really strong possibility, they don't win the title. Look back a few years earlier when Clay Thompson had to have, I think he had 41 in game six in Oklahoma City. They were down 3-1 in that series and still were able to advance to the finals. So as much as, you know, they've won two in a row, they've won all these championships in a short amount of time, um, there's been a couple of series along the way that, okay, this doesn't happen, maybe they don't advance. So. Yes, they're dominant. They're clearly the best team. And if they keep winning the way they're winning, if they win another title, then maybe I'll go with you. But I just have a hard time definitively saying yes. Well, the reason I asked that question is because I am in a small market. You're a network guy, and I thought if you agreed with me, it would enhance my credibility. So thanks. <laughs> First off, uh, well, I'm not even going to answer that. My question to you is, what's the record for most appearances on your show without receiving a gift? It's a tie. Anyone who's ever been on the show has never received. But you have been on more than most, so let's do it this way. When you come to Indianapolis, if the network ever deems it worthy to visit our small little burg again, then I will buy you dinner. Will that work for you? Can you send me a tape of this just so I have it in my possession? My word is good in some precincts. <laughs> Mike Breen, longtime voice of the NBA on ABC, ESPN, and longer than that with the New York Knicks, kind enough to spend some time with us on Pacers Weekly. I'm Mark Boyle. Let's go to Pat Boylan. All right, Mark and Mike, thank you. If you've not checked out the new Pacers Team Store, that should be on your to-do list, PacersTeamStore.com, or in person at Bankers Live Fieldhouse. Plenty of new gear in there to update your Pacers look. It is open during the work week as well as Saturday as well, and always online, PacersTeamStore.com, and be on the lookout for each night's game night special. That includes road games. So we have specials going on 82-plus times throughout the season. And tonight's game night special will be announced soon, so make sure to stay tuned. And you can also uh, be looking and search Pacers Team Store on Twitter, and they will announce each game night special on there. All right, we've heard from Mark Boyle. Time to hear from the other Pacers play-by-play announcer. When we return, that is Chris Denary joins us. Inside Denary's Den is Darren Collison. Their conversation when we return on Pacers Weekly. Yeah, the 
two-time CMA Male Vocalist of the Year and coach on NBC's The Voice, Blake Shelton presents Friends and Heroes 2019. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 21st, with very special guest Lauren Elena. Featuring special appearances by the Bellamy Brothers, John Anderson, and Trace Atkins. Blake Shelton. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 21st. Get tickets now with Ticketmaster.com. Blake Shelton. Friends and Heroes 2019. With very special guest, Lauren Elena. Featuring special appearances by the Bellamy Brothers, John Anderson, and Trace Atkins. Check more at BlakeShelton.com. Produced by Messina Touring Group and AEG Presents. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. Hi Pacer fans, this is Darren Carlson. You know Bankers Life from the name of our home court, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Bankers Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit cnoinc.com. Welcome you back here to Pacers Weekly on 107.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan. We're live on The Circle in downtown Indianapolis at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter. Your questions, comments, concerns can be directed there or by calling 317-239-1070. Time for Chris Denary to check into the show. Inside Denary's Den is Darren Collison. Chris? Another loss, but are there things you can take positively to uh, build on this? Yeah, yeah. I thought we played much harder um, than we did the previous games. Um, that's, kind of, that's kind of been a dilemma for us. And usually it's not. We usually play hard every single night. But, you know, lately, you know, I thought, you know, we got back to ourselves um, tonight. And, you know, we kind of made up for some missed shots that we had that were open looks. Um, you know, it's still inexcusable, some mental lapses down the stretch, you know, including my part, you know, so, you know, I got to do better, and we got to figure out a way to get out of this. Second out of a back-to-back is always difficult. Uh, did you feel like you guys ran out of a little gas in that fourth quarter? No, nah, I thought we was fine. We felt great out there. We just didn't win the game. When you look at the fourth quarter, not having Victor, not having Tyreek, I mean, is that something you guys have to work through with how you handle those late-game situations? Yeah, of course, you know, and, and we'll get better at it. We showed in the... In, in the past that, you know, we tend to rely on each other and, and get buckets to any way we can, whether it's myself, Boyan, Miles, Daddy is our bench. Um, so it don't really matter, you know, as long as we do it as a team, lose as a team, you know, we, we could hang our hats on that. And for you and Corey in the starting lineup together, how do you lift up those young guys, Edmund and Aaron, as they have to come in in critical situations? I thought they, they this second game they played great on the defensive end. You know, I, I think, you know, it's... They learned on the fly, you know, with them, it's not so much, 
you know, what they bring to the table is, is so on the defensive end, you know, so that's what we're looking for, their effort and their energy. And I think they're changing the game with their defense and, you know, they'll be able to create, get inside the paint and make shots. You guys have always been so good on road trips. Now you still have a chance to, to get a 50-50 road trip, and it starts in Miami on Saturday. Yeah, man. It's, it just seems like our back's against the wall every single game here on out, and we have a yet another opportunity to go 2-2. Two and two. But, you know, tonight I thought, you know, we fought a lot harder. Um, we got back to ourselves. These are the type of games that, you know, you can kind of build momentum on and maybe close the road trip on a good note. All right, Chris and Darren, thank you. And Indiana certainly still looking to adjust without Victor Oladipo. I think there are a lot of things at play. A lot of people maybe didn't realize just all the things Oladipo does. Even when Oladipo was struggling from the field, he gets to different spots on the floor. He finds different teammates open. And so certainly the Pacers looking to adjust to that. It's not just a physical thing. It's a mental mindset, too. And we heard Darren Collison discussing that just a little bit. Another team that has to adjust with the loss of Victor Oladipo is the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. That's because the Pacers have called up Edmund Sumner, who's getting some really valuable NBA playing time. But for the Mad Ants, that means the Pacers G League affiliate is without its 24-point-per-game score. And by the way, adjusting pretty well on Saturday the 26th, the Mad Ants beat the Canton Charge 116-102 and just last night a 117-112 win over Raptors 905. Alizé Johnson is there, EK Bogu is there. So the Pacers have a couple of players that sound familiar, that are familiar and typically make their way up and down throughout the season. They are there right now, but the Mad Ants with back-to-back -back wins and they play tonight. They are in Grand Rapids. So the back-to-back -back from Fort Wayne to Grand Rapids at 7 o'clock. That's when they take on the drive. You can watch that game, watch Alizé, watch EK. And the rest of the Mad Ants, all you have to do is like the Fort Wayne Mad Ants or the NBA G League on Facebook, and that game will tip tonight at 7 o'clock. It'll be streamed to their Facebook page live and for free. We've heard from Mark Boyle once. We will hear from him again when we return after the break. This time he checks in with Jim Barnett, who's a longtime broadcaster for the Warriors, their conversation is next. This is Pacers Weekly. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Country's greatest, Carrie Underwood. Live in concert, the Cry Pretty Tour 360 with special guests Maddie and Tay and Runaway June. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, June 16th, 2019. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The brand new album, Cry Pretty, is available everywhere now in association with Kalia. Hi Pacers fans, this is TJ Leaf. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's CNOINC.com. Pink, live in concert. 
Now, due to phenomenal demand, the beautiful Trauma World Tour continues. Banker's Life Fieldhouse, April 30th, 2019. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The number one selling album, Beautiful Trauma, is available everywhere. There's more at Pinkspage.com. Live on the circle in downtown Indianapolis, we welcome you back to Pacers Weekly. I'm Pat Boylan. We are here every Saturday morning. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We do this during the season every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. All right, Mark Boyle joins us again. This time he is with longtime Warriors broadcaster Jim Barnett. Mark. Thank you, Pat. The Warriors were in town on Monday. We will see them again in Oakland later this season. Most of our fans, I'm sure, follow them from afar. They're a marquee team that's very fun to watch. Very successful, too, Jim. We know this. And as we look down the road, assuming nothing catastrophic occurs, such as injuries or things of that nature, would you see any reason that the Warriors wouldn't be able to win again? Mark, I see no reason at all. They would be the all-favorites uh, with, without question across the board. Uh, they've got everything. They've got three prolific scorers. We know that in Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson. And now they've added DeMarcus Cousins to the mix, which gives them a big. They really needed a big. It's, it puts a lot of pressure on Draymond Green to guard the centers and the five in this league. And now with some guy that's in there, not necessarily for offense, that does help too, uh, because he can set screens for you. He's a big man to set screens for your shooters. Uh, and he's an inside presence, and he can shoot threes himself. But at the defensive end, he gets rebounds for you. And, and this was a team that was getting out-rebounded earlier in the season uh, by a lot, by a lot of teams. And they were one of the reasons they were losing. And now it makes Draymond, who, by the way, you, know, didn't, you didn't get to see him on Monday against Indiana, he now gets to run around a little bit, and, and he becomes a better defender. He's a great defender anyway, but now he can finally pick his spots. He's got someone to back him up in DeMarcus Cousins. It makes him even more effective. So they're a better defensive team, and we know they're the best offensive team in the league. We saw something with this group that we hadn't seen, at least during their run of success, some highly publicized drama between Draymond and Kevin Durant. A, Jim, was that overblown? And B, if not, how did they get past it? I don't think it was overblown. I think it was pretty serious at the time. But these guys are adults. They know what's at stake. They know what they want in the end result. And they've got incredible management behind them, you know, and, and our general manager, Bob Myers, who's so astute and such a, a man with integrity, and Steve Kerr, who I think is the best communicator I've ever met in my life in any walk of life. And so I'm sure they, I don't know all the insides and outs, but I'm sure they sat down and worked this out. You know, these guys are um, guys with big egos, uh, big paychecks, uh, big stakes, and they, and Draymond is very emotional. And, and Kevin Durant is quiet. He's more reticent to allow his feelings out there. He's uh, rather introverted. And I, I think he got his feelings hurt, but after they, also everybody puts it in perspective and then they've moved past it very well. They're, these guys are mature, so they've moved past it. And I think you can grow by those situations. And I think the Warriors have, they're playing extremely well right now uh, at both ends of the floor. They're better defensively. And of course they're the best team in the league offensively. You bring up something that I've always found intriguing with this group, egos and paychecks and all of that. Those exist everywhere. 
And their primary reasons in many cases where teams aren't able to sustain excellence for a long time, start having their own agendas and so on. If the Warriors have that, we don't see it. They all seem to still be on the same page, which to me is unbelievable for a team as gifted as they are. How do they do that? I failed to mention one person in the organization that I think is a terrific leader. He doesn't always do it verbally, but he does it by his actions. And he's a two-time MVP in Stephen Curry. And he is the leader of this team. People say, oh, well, Draymond Green is the emotional leader of this team. Uh, we know about Kevin Durant. He's been an MVP also, uh, finals MVP and everything. But there's something about Stephen Curry that he has the uh, Midas touch. And uh, not only is he a great offensive performer, unlike we've ever seen in the NBA, and I've been in the NBA since I was a player in 1966 with Boston. I've never seen a shooter like Stephen Curry. I'm not sure we'll ever will again, by the way. Um, I think that much of him. But as much as I think, uh, and, and his aptitude on the court, off the court he's just as effective. And I think he, he just has this gift about him that makes everybody better around him, makes everybody better socially, makes everybody uh, more responsible, um, and, he, and he does it in his own way. So he's a terrific leader, and that's one of the reasons I think every, everybody stays together on this team. I think he's a big reason. All right, Jim, share with us one last thought before we conclude here. The Warriors have a lot of fans, we know that. Many of them, we also know, are Fairweather fans who have only been on the scene since the team started to excel. You've been with the franchise for a long time. The Warriors have always had great fans in Oakland, and even back in the day when they struggled. So for those like yourself that have been around through those dry years where you were lucky to win 25 games, where you couldn't make the playoffs, how has this run of success impacted you? Do you think you enjoy it more than the average fans might because you suffered through such difficult times? Mark, I've been around a long time, and I'm pretty immune to uh, the ups and downs of everything, and I had a great time broadcasting when they were 19 and 63 and they did that twice they were 17 and 65 and actually I think I was a better broadcaster then because I had to work at it and we didn't have all the sponsors and I had more time so I could get the replays I could do a telestrator uh, and now we're so good it's almost like uh, you remotely uh, do things and uh, it's we have we have so many sponsors we never get a replay between free throws because it's always some drop in and so it's it's kind of a catch-22 for me in, in all honesty um, but obviously you, you you enjoy it more when you're winning like this and everybody is more popular and we'll wait till the trash can goes by uh, good timing as always so no, of course, I enjoyed it much more right now. And, and people think you're a better broadcaster because they win. It's not necessarily the case at all. But uh, it's fun. It's fun winning, and you have to appreciate it. Just like you have to endure the bad seasons and always be hopeful. Uh, and you find the, the things, the little gems that stick out, and you focus on that. You don't ever focus on the negative. And so now I don't focus on the positive too much. I put things in perspective. Things will change. It, it's everything revolves and everything it's another season and uh, there are four seasons uh, in the year and there will be another season for the Warriors when they'll have and they won't be at this status like that because uh, that's what happens so enjoy it while you can absolutely but I don't ever glow in that uh, in the stardom of these or, or I, I don't live vicariously through our players by any stretch of the imagination at age 74 I've got a lot of things on my plate and number one is living a fulfilling life 
and hopefully I've got some years left. Um, but basketball is not in and of itself the, the end result for me. I, you know, I've got granddaughter whom I love a lot and my daughter and her family and all those things. So there are other things in life that are really actually more important to me. Now you see why Jim Barnett is one of our favorites. He's an annual guest on this show at least once, usually twice. He's been with the Warriors for a long time and kind enough to share his expertise with us on this edition of Pacers Weekly. I'm Mark Boyle. Let's go back to Pat Boylan. Mark and Jim, thank you. Eddie White is with us every week on this show. He goes around the house. We'll find out who his guest is when we return. This is Pacers Weekly. 21 Pilots, the Bandito Tour, live. Friday, June 28th, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Pilots, live in concert. Hi, Pacer fans. This is Darren Carlson. You know Banker's Life from the name of our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit CNO Inc. That's C-N-O-I-N-C dot com. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. This is Pacers Weekly on 107.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan. So time for your questions, your phone calls, 317-239-1070, at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter. Time to be joined by Eddie White now as he goes around the house, Eddie. Thanks, Pat. It's once again time to go around the house. Let's be frank. Since Victor went down, the basketball team's been like being on a bucking Bronco, like in a rodeo. You know, we're trying to hold on for dear life. Well, guess what? The rodeo is in town this week. They were here last night. They have another show tonight. It is absolutely unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, this is the, the cinch world's toughest rodeo. You got to come down tonight at 7.30. Doors open at 6. They're teaching you how to lasso at 6 o'clock. And who better to talk about it than one of the specialty acts of the show, my good friend, Dusty. Dusty, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's, it's good to have you. Before we get into this, because we, we talked earlier, you, you love basketball, but you're here for the rodeo. Why are you in rodeo? So my family, we were we owned a rodeo company from the time I was three till 
current. Um, I always was the horse rider. My brother is actually a bull rider. And then my other brother actually produces bucking bulls. So rodeo has been in my DNA since I was little and still is. I saw my first trick rider when I was eight years old at a dinner theater. And I looked up at dad and I said, that is what I'm going to do. And so here I am today. Dusty, this is dangerous. (laughs) I know, it really is, but it's really exciting, and last night the crowd was so so exciting, and so it makes it really worth all the danger elements, getting to perform here where the Pacers play and get to be a part of this, and always being a part of Cinch World's Toughest Rodeo is always a treat. Have you had any serious injuries? Um, I broke my nose. I've broke my couple bones here and there, but thankfully I've been pretty blessed with nothing lingering. Um, I was a competitive gymnast growing up, and I try to stay super flexible and, and knock on wood. I don't have any lingering injuries to speak of. I have to assume one of the coolest things is here it is. You've been in part of this thing for since you were three years old, so that means you've been doing it for ten years or fifteen <laughs> oh, years thank now. Thank you. You're exactly right. Uh, and um, but what feeling do you get in your heart and your soul when you see these people like a lot will come tonight? This is the first time they've ever been there. They're hearing us now. They're thinking, hey, it's finally warming up in Central Indiana. Let's go down and see the rodeo. You see these people. They get a taste of it and they walk out going, holy mackerel! This was unbelievable. How does that make you feel? So it's like you were talking about like my heart stops right before I go in the arena. Just knowing there's however many people in the crowd, whether there's two or 2,000, someone bought a ticket to watch, you know, the crew and everyone and myself do what I work hard at every single day. Like someone paid a ticket to come and see what I love to do. And so there's honestly just nothing like it. It makes all the... all the mornings of busting ice and picking stalls and practicing it makes it all completely worth it so you talked about you're a big basketball fan it's not much different our basketball players they would play for nothing because they love it to do what they love people pay to come see them perform and it's the same thing with you guys it's the same exact thing you know you mentioned the basketball players and and the conditioning that they have to do you know they have to condition every day it's a it's an entire lifestyle to perform and compete at the level that we're all trying to compete and perform at and like you said if we could get paid to practice it would be all we would do so what do you do to relax i mean what do you do when you want to just get away or or chill from rodeo world (laughs) well we are avid nba fans we watch a lot of league pass and that's always fun um i recently moved home to central illinois i was a performer at a show in pigeon forge tennessee for 12 years and and to relax we enjoy bowling i'm a big reader and I love getting my nails done. I'm, I'm, I'm the most girliest tomboy you'll ever meet. So that's what I like to do to wind down. So tonight, uh, 7.30 is the show where people can come at 6 o'clock. you got a lot of stuff going on. For those people hearing us now and saying, you know what, let's go check this out. What should they look for? What do you think they should be most excited to see? So when you talk about the show, the doors open at 6 o'clock, they can come in and they actually get to walk on the arena floor. They get to walk where the Pacers walk and where the rodeo contestants were last night. And like you mentioned, we're going to have people down there teaching them how to throw a lariat. We have our um, mechanical horses you can take a ride on. And there's actually a bucking bull that you can take a picture with. So that's before the show even starts. Um, these contestants, these cowboys and cowgirls, they're fresh off the NFR trail. They're all competing for the 2019 NFR. So the top contestants, top animals, Three Hills has bucking bulls, bucking horses at the NFR every year. And then myself and my horses, my horses I'm super proud of. They're beautiful black and white paint horses. You don't want to miss them, and I'm just standing there holding on for dear life. What are their names? Royal Valor and Dash. 
Ooh, I like those. Are great <laughs> names. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, well, we are so excited uh, and cannot wait till tonight. It's going to be unbelievable. And thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. So don't forget, tonight, 730 is the show. Come at 6 o'clock. And you just heard it. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Patrick, I think we may need to, we may need to get you down here tonight and get you on a bucking bull. I would pay to see that. Back to you, my friend. Uh, all right, Eddie, thank you. And I think uh, Eddie now remembers that there is a Pacers game tonight. So that I don't think will be possible, but we'll begin right here at 7 o'clock. And, in fact, you can hear the rodeo interviewer himself right after the Pacers game as Pacers overtime with Eddie White begins shortly after Mark Boyle's call tonight. The Pacers at the Miami Heat at 7.30. Fox Sports Indiana pregame begins at 7 o'clock as well. That's where you can find Jeremiah Johnson. You can find him here in just a little bit. But before we talk to him, we chat with Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith. Mark Monteith is next on the Banker's Life Radio Network. Having sold more than 100 million records worldwide, the iconic Share returns. Here we go again to her 2019, performing hits spanning her entire career. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 14th, featuring special guests Niall Rogers and Sheik. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The album Dancing Queen is available everywhere now. For more, visit Share.com. Hi, Pacers fans. This is TJ Leaf. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle-income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's CNOINC.com. What doesn't kill you makes you strong. Grammy award-winning global superstar, Kelly Clarkson. The Meaning of Life Tour. Baker's Life Fieldhouse, Friday, March 22nd. Kelly Clarkson, with very special guests, Grammy-nominated Kelsey Ballerini. And season 14 winner of The Voice, Bryn Cartelli. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Twenty-five million albums sold worldwide. Now's your chance to see Kelly Clarkson with very special guests, Grammy-nominated Kelsey Ballerini, and season fourteen winner of The Voice, Bryn Cartelli. Baker's Life Fieldhouse, Friday, March twenty-second. Check more at KellyClarkson.com. Produced by Messina Touring Group and AEG presents. We welcome on now Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith. He is live and with us. Mark, four straight losses for the Pacers. Not coincidentally, after the season-ending injury to Victor Oladipo, I think Indiana certainly still trying to find their way in multiple assets. How would you analyze what Indiana is going through and maybe some of the reasons for it? I know you feel like some of them uh, don't necessarily have to do with Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I do think it's a combination of things. Certainly, you start with Oladipo's absence, not only you know what he brings to a team on the court, but I think the uh, psychology he brings to a team. He's such an energetic, upbeat guy by nature uh, that the players really seem to miss just having him around, if nothing else. Uh, when he was missing those 11 games earlier this season, at least he was around the team, and now he's not even able to do that. So that's certainly... 
number one factor, his absence, but you also have to include Tyreek Evans' absence. Uh, there's a veteran two guard who had been playing well before uh, his recent injury, and that has left a gaping wound at that two guard position. You know, they've tried Edmund Sumner up from the G League, tried Corey Joseph the other night against Atlanta, uh, Orlando, and that did not work particularly well. So you can't go four on five in the NBA and expect to win, and that's kind of what the Pacers have had to do recently. And even beyond that, though, I think you know you're talking about. Domas Sabonis, you know, generally your most consistent, dependable player uh, going through a slump. This looks tired. You know, he, I really am a bit surprised watching him lately. He's missing easy shots around the basket. This seems to be struggling. Uh, I think Bogdanovich has struggled a little bit, although he was better in Orlando. Uh, and then you're running into some good performances by the opposition. I mean, some outlier type performances in Memphis. You know, a guy most people haven't heard of, Bruno Caboclo, his three out of four three-pointers. You caught Washington at the time when they were coming off an embarrassing loss the night before to Cleveland. Their bench comes out and hits more than half the three-pointers. You know, Orlando Terrence Ross scores 30 points. He's certainly a capable scorer, but you don't expect that, and that doesn't happen very often. So kind of a combination of things, but, you know, the you you do a little research, and the Pacers team that, Went to the NBA Finals in 2000, lost three in a row a couple different times, uh, got b- blown out at home in one of those losses. Hey, Golden State lost four in a row earlier this season. Uh, they had some injuries, certainly, during that stretch. Weren't at full strength, but they lost four in a row, and three of those losses were by double figures. So it can happen. There's usually a combination of reasons for something like this to happen when a good team loses four games in a row. Uh, you do have to think that they're going to get out of it, uh, but we'll see. You know, I mean, I think there's just a lot of things going on, and and the Pacers need to find a way to get things turned around. Mark Monteith is with us. Mark, I want to hit on something that you talked about a little bit earlier in that answer in terms of the starting lineup. This has been uh, a pretty tough decision, I think, thrust upon Nate McMillan. You go from having a really experienced starting group that has a lot of cohesion together, and I think uh, that's still probably true of the other four guys, yet you're trying to fill Victor Oladipo's spot, which isn't easy. Um, it's not easy when you try to do that with Tyreek Evans, who's a veteran in this league. It's even more difficult when you don't have Tyreek Evans. It leaves a couple of possibilities. They've tried Edmund Sumner. Uh, Sumner struggled in that spot, I think. And they tried Corey Joseph most recently. The tough thing about bringing Corey Joseph in there is you have Edmund Sumner with the second unit, and that means it's a Holiday and Sumner backcourt, which is really young and pretty inexperienced. It's a tough call either way. What are your thoughts on how it's developed so far? Yeah, it is a tough call. There's no good answer to that. You know, you don't really want to start a guy like Edmund Sumner, uh, particularly against a team like Golden State. Although he's played awfully well in four Wayne, averaging 24 points a game and shooting well and being a great defender, there's a huge jump from the G League to the NBA. Uh, I thought that move made the most sense at the time because it kind of preserved uh, a backcourt that made sense with Corey Joseph and Aaron Holiday. And I thought Sumner at least could bring defense and athleticism. And he's been okay defensively. He's been fine in that regard. Um, it also made sense to give Corey Joseph a shot because you wanted experience. I think most coaches, and when things are not going well, will trend toward playing experience. Corey Joseph played, what, something like 37 minutes in Orlando and scored four points. You know, we know while he's a capable scorer, he's not really a shooter. He's not by any means a classic two guard. So what do you do? Uh, 
I suppose if it were up to me, and it's certainly not, I'd go back to Sumner. I thought he played better against uh, Orlando. He hit a couple shots. I think he's, you know, had some minutes now where he can feel a little more comfortable out on the court. And I think, uh, I think uh, Joseph and Holiday go together better as a backup guard unit than anything else. And uh, just hope that Sumner can uh, feel relaxed enough to hit a couple shots and just rely on his defense. Uh, that makes as much sense as anything. But it does kind of point out that, A hey, Tyreek Evans has value here, too. You know, he started back when Oladipo missed those 11 games earlier. And while the Pacers' schedule was kind of soft during that stretch, certainly uh, Tyreek Evans uh, contributed to their ability to cont- continue winning. So uh, no good answers. I would vote for Sumner, but I have no idea. And I'm not the guy who sees the team every day and has my pulse on the team. So obviously up to Nate McMillan, but uh, I guess I would lean that direction. Mark, is there a player that you're looking at that maybe needs to step up for the Pacers to get uh, the close to this season and potentially the playoff run to this season that they want to get to? Is there one player that you think uh, has to perform at a higher level than maybe is even typical of that player for Indiana to get there? Well, if you're just talking about recent games, uh, strangely enough, you would point to uh, Sabonis. You certainly need something from him off the bench. I think, you know, history will uh, win out here and he will get back to being Domas Sabonis in time. But as far as long-term projection, I I can't point to one, but I think it's a combination. It's a combination of the young guys, TJ Leaf, Aaron Holiday, Sumner. Those guys have to find a way to make meaningful contributions. I think TJ Leaf has been good lately. I think when he gets opportunity, he usually finds a way to contribute something. So, strangely enough, he's not hitting three-pointers, but I think in time he will. Uh, Holiday has shown flashes. I think Sumner's capable. So, I think it's the uh, more unproven guys off the bench, the younger guys uh, who are in their first or second year. Uh, that group has to give you something as a combination to make up for the loss of Oladipo. Mark Monteith is with us. Mark, what do the fans have to look forward to over on Pacers.com where they can read your work? Well, continued coverage of the team. Certainly the Pacers are back home against the Lakers on Tuesday and uh, LeBron James is in town, so that's always a big night. Working on a couple different stories. Pat, I had a chance to talk to Travis Best at length yesterday regarding those stories. I wanted to do something on Nate McMillan's emphasis on being on time uh, and uh, how that affects the team's overall performance, you know, how strict a coach needs to be related to that. Uh, Travis was uh, involved in an on-time incident during Larry Bird's first season as coach. And then another story on how more and more NBA players have been influenced by older sisters. Over the years, a lot of guys have been influenced by fathers or older brothers. But now with the growth of women's basketball, we see players uh, really influenced in a positive way by older sisters. And Travis Best is one of those. Aaron Holiday is another. We know about Reggie Miller and Cheryl Miller. Uh, so those are a couple of the long-range projects in the work, but certainly daily coverage at Pacers.com. That's Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith. You can hear him tonight as a part of the Kroger pregame show. Mark, thanks, and we'll talk to you tonight. All right. Thank you, Pat. When we return, Jeremiah Johnson joins us from what is likely sunny and warm Miami. That's next. This is Pacers Weekly. Planet Fitness is the one and only judgment-free zone. That means for just $10 a month, you can work out at your own pace and just do you. However you want, whenever you want. Get free fitness training and tons of cardio and strength equipment, plus a totally friendly staff for just $10 a month with absolutely no judgment. We want you to be you for just $10 a month. Come in for a free tour or join online at planetfitness.com. Planet Fitness. 
Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. Knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Hi Pacer fans, this is Darren Carlson. You know Banker's Life from the name of our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit cnoinc.com. Back here on Pacers Weekly, Jeremiah Johnson joining us live from Miami, where it is certainly warmer than here. JJ, thanks for your time. Uh, let's talk about this current stretch that the Pacers are in. You, of course, are with the team and have seen these last couple games on the road in person. What's been your perspective? And and clearly, v getting over Victor Oladipo is a struggle. The Pacers did a pretty good job of that when Oladipo was out in that first stint. Are you noticing differences in, in what the Pacers are trying to overcome here? You know, so many times this season, their defense created offense. And so I think we're seeing just a little bit of a letdown defensively. They're not getting fast break points. The points in transition are down. And I think what this team thrives on is those, you know, defense-created points, the easy opportunities. And then in the half court, uh, I just think the offense, it's, it's just getting bogged down a little bit. We're seeing so many end-of-shot clock attempts and just not good looks. And I think Victor Oladipo is a big reason for that. When he came back from the injury, he was deferring a little bit more to his teammates, but defenses still had to account for him. They still had to provide pressure, and that opened things up for everyone else. And, you know, combine the fact that some guys are just going through a little bit of a slump and you're shorthanded, with Tyreek out the last few games without Victor, it's just a bad combination. And I think it all starts with defensively. In January, I think they were 23rd in defensive rating. And overall, as a season, they're still top five. But they've got to get that defense going. They've got to get some easy opportunities to just make the offense come a little easier. Jeremiah Johnson is with us. As the Pacers kind of try to figure out their rotations here, um, what's been your impression of the starting lineup move? And we just talked about this with Mark Monteith. This is a tough call to make because Corey Joseph might make for the best starting five that you can handle right now. Uh, but Edmund Sumner with that second unit makes things a little bit difficult too because that's a pretty inexperienced backcourt with he and Aaron Holiday. I think the thought maybe when you put Edmund Sumner in the starting lineup against Golden State was a combination of you know more length defensively against the Warriors, but also – he would have other, you know, 
starting caliber players around him so he didn't feel the need to do as much and maybe could just focus on his defense. But it was a lot to ask Edmund, who a week prior was playing in the G League, to start against Golden State and to be asked to do a lot against Washington. And I think it was a smart move to go with, you know, your five best guys or your veteran lineup against Orlando. And even with that, Corey's not a real you know, offensive player. He's in there a lot of times for defense. And so I do think at some point you've got to have a little bit more of a threat at the two-guard position. So if and when Tyreek Evans can return this weekend, just the threat, whether he's 100% or not, will help. And, you know, it is tough, though, if Edmund and Aaron are coming off the bench because you've just got so much youth and inexperience. What I do like, especially with Aaron, is he's fearless. And if you need a spark, sometimes if a team is just going through some doldrums, you've got to have someone to fire it up. And you have someone with, you know, a lot of energy. That's Aaron Holiday. Just you got you got to channel it in the right direction. Let's look at Miami. That is the game the Pacers have tonight. The team the Pacers will be facing tonight. They've been kind of mixing things up. They've been running Justice Winslow, uh, some at their point guard position. This is a team that's a couple games under 500. It's lost a couple games in a row. When you look at the heat, what stand out as the primary concerns? Just I would say what stands out is the fact that they are embarrassed and angry. Their last two games, they lost to Chicago, which is a loss when you lose to a team like the Bulls. It it creates headlines of, you know, embarrassed, and that's a performance that you didn't like. And, and then last night they were kind of embarrassed again, albeit against a very good team in the Thunder. So while they will be on short rest, I just don't want to see a Heat team come into this game supremely motivated. And the Pacers have kind of faced teams like that over the last couple of weeks. My counter would say the Pacers should be angry as well. So you can match anger levels. And Kelly Olenek last night was kind of the best player for Miami, and he's a guy that's caused the Pacers – problems over the years with Boston with Miami with different teams so I think he's a little bit of a concern in that he can stretch the defense out a little bit you hope though he had he made all his shots last night and, and doesn't make them tonight Jeremiah Johnson is with us you can catch him at seven o'clock tonight on Fox Sports Indiana Pacers live pregame let's get a preview for that show coming up here in a few hours yeah, we're looking forward to it. And one of the things that we were able to share on last night's broadcast, or I should say the broadcast in Orlando, part one of our series or our feature with Corey Joseph and his father, David, we spent some time with him at the St. Vincent Center. And, you know, David, DJ, as he likes to be go- known by, taught Corey the game of basketball in Toronto in a hockey-crazy area. And so we spent some time with them. Where else? On the basketball court. So during tonight's pregame show, we will have part one. And then at halftime, part two and part two is basically a pig game between Corey and his dad it, it goes down to the wire and I'll, you just have to watch it halftime to see who prevails in that one but uh, it's Corey Joseph night here in Miami well I hope that you can adjust to the warm weather and put on a good show tonight <laughs> I'm sure that's difficult you know I'll be sure to uh, make sure I wash off the suntan lotion from this <laughs> afternoon and make sure I've got the proper amount of makeup although I won't need as much because I'll have some extra suntan hey we might hit 40 degrees today so take that <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy for you. When I call home today, maybe people won't be as disappointed to talk to me. <laughs> All right, that's Jeremiah Johnson. We always are happy to talk to you. Thanks for your time here this morning, and we'll catch you tonight at 7 o'clock on FSI. Pat, have a good call on the radio side of things. All right, that's Jeremiah Johnson, 7 o'clock, Fox Sports Indiana. That's where we start when we start on the radio side as well, as Jeremiah alluded to, 7 o'clock tonight right here, Kroger pregame show. 
across the Bankers Life radio network. The Pacers have two more straight at home, Miami and New Orleans. That'll wrap up their road trip, then six straight games at home. Pacers.com slash tickets is how you can be in attendance for any or all of those six. It's the Pacers' longest homestand of the season. That'll wrap it up for Pacers Weekly. Thanks to our producer, David Deering. I'm Pat Boylan. We will talk to you next Saturday morning for Pacers Weekly.